0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Creatures of the Night by A.P. McMahon. From Weird Tales, March 1924. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Dale Growthman. Creatures of the Night by A. P. McMahon. Harrison himself would not tell you this story. Right after it occurred, he would think and talk of nothing else his friends found it so incredible that he was suspected of mental unbalance and only after he resolved to avoid discussing it was he set at liberty but the friends of his youth have all passed beyond now and to me as his trusted confidant he one night told the story in detail harrison has for years held a famous chair in one of the foremost eastern universities and i shall repeat his story as accurately as i can remember it trying to let him tell it his own way and leaving out the quotation marks nevertheless to say he will probably deny that this story has anything to do with him even if you ask him imagine us then comfortably seated in the professor's dimly lighted study before us an open box of cigars with a bottle from the scholars carefully hoarded stock of pre volstead nectar the variacolored binding of the thousands of books which lined the study walls are reflected softly in the dark recesses of the room professor Harrison is telling me in his even cultured voice the story of the terrors of the night hair-raising adventures right here in New Harbor you might not think it possible perhaps but I know there are times when the dark and malicious forces that hide behind the veil of nature come forth free to assault and to lay waste the minds of those they chance to meet there are many persons who could tell you stories as strange as that which I am telling you but they are afraid to and those who have not had any such adventures are even more afraid afraid that they may some night themselves meet such weird beings just as we put murderers and dangerous criminals in jail or even execute them so we thrust those who have seen the terrors by night into asylums and other institutions by keeping out of the sight of those who have actually seen the terrors we hope to deny their existence and forget them I love the night when you cherish the darkness and prefer it to the coarser glare of day You are able to penetrate deep into what really is Landscapes and buildings which by day are ugly and stupid at night become beautiful and interesting Have you never noticed that the same thing happens with people? Faces and forms that would never win a second glance on the street at noon become mystical And immersingly important as they vaguely move through the nocturnal shadows the poetic and imaginative creations that spring from the brains of writers turn into realities and take visible form before our eyes it was a calm night early in June many years ago when I suddenly awoke after a few hours sleep from my childhood days I have been able to sleep soundly Only after dawn not before it During the hours when the Sun deserts its hemisphere my thoughts race along eagerly as they never do in broad daylight I was as fully alive and awake as it is possible for a poor human being of ordinary flesh and bone to be the air was miraculously still and the trees outside the dormitory windows were as motionless and rigid as if they were enclosed in a dome of glass or had been frozen stiff that very day i had successfully passed my examination of honors to be sure i was never a student to whom learning comes easily it was always a hard struggle for me to master a deep book but i was resolved to be a scholar and i had by dint of intense and prolonged study come out at the head of my college class i need not tell you who have studied under my direction what degrees and honors have come to me since i concentrated in a field of science in which i am called by many of my colleagues the most learned of living men that night i repeat i had come home from a little party of friends who had assembled to congratulate me on attaining the head of the class it had been a very quiet party after all we had had a few bottles of wine and a very substantial dinner we were limited in funds and not able to carry dissipation very far I had reached my dormitory at about eleven o'clock and soon after I had dropped off to sleep then I suddenly awoke as I just stated, and at once noted an extraordinary sensation of clearness and calm in the atmosphere. There was a feeling of suspense, of expectation, something like holding your breath and wondering how long your lungs and heart can stand it. I glanced at the clock, whose face stood out visibly in the moonlight, and noted that it was five after one. I felt an insuperable desire to go out and run and race my shadow in the moonlight. Somebody seemed to be calling me, and I felt that my presence was urgently required somewhere. The compulsion to arrive at the classroom that I felt whenever the hours of my lecture arrives was never more irresistible. I knew that I was tired and ought to get a good rest in preparation for the trials of commencement day but I could not withstand that summons follow it I must out there in the silent silvery moonlight I was wanted I could not linger nor hesitate longer not a leaf was stirring when I finally dressed and went out there was nobody visible anywhere about the college campus as soon as I began to walk I felt imperceptibly guided I knew where I must go It was not in this vicinity, but a mile or more beyond the town, to a half-developed park where young folks sometimes wandered to Spoon on warm summer evenings, but which would be quite deserted at this hour. The wide, sweeping elms that adorned this part of the country seemed to open an avenue straight to the place where I should go. I hardly noticed the streets and the country roads along which I passed in haste but these giant plants that have weathered the years and seen thousands of human beings scurry by only to disappear while they still survive were aware of me they watched me in awe and amazement as they drew back their mighty arms and made way for me even so i was bathed and drenched in a shower of peace and happiness the obscurity of the cloudless night was soft and delicate The moon looked down upon me with interest and marked every step of mine my shadow swung its arms wildly Dangling its legs doubling and twisting its head as it fell on the smooth stone wall or fluttered along the wagon ruts At last I reached the park For a moment. I stood undecided in the distance. I heard a sound it was like the muffled pleading groan of someone moaning in his sleep filled with a strange unknown distress whose nature we can only surmise it must be there i thought all this time i was not afraid i was protected and enveloped in an armor of confidence no doubt something illuminating and potent would be revealed to me that night though how or by whom I did not know i hurried on the spot whither i turned my steps was in a gully where the sand and clay had been washed out by a flood some years before and the rough underbrush and bushes had never been able to hide the yellow and red undersoil that gleamed through the thick surrounding sod like a bleeding wound tales had been told of curious events Noted by late passers-by in this remote and solitary spot The headless body of an unclothed infant had been found there one morning It was said that unsuspecting lovers loitering here had several times seen a headless childlike form feebly stretching out its arms to them in the moonlight a sight from which they had fled away in terror Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. But after the flood, which had torn out the scarred hillside, a tiny skull had been discovered and decently buried, after which nothing unusual had been observed probably because the spot was avoided while I had been somewhat interested in the supernatural the subject was only slight importance in my studies and I had reserved it for leisurely reading at some vacation period I neither believed nor disbelieved at that time and I was not afraid it was rather darker than elsewhere at the entrance to the glen my foot slipped several times as i cautiously descended its sloping sides when i reached the bottom i was disconcerted to note that even the grassy plains of the park had become gloomy although i had seen not a single cloud in the sky to threaten the moon's dominance of the heavens something had happened a great purple black curtain had been drawn up across the skies and extinguished the moon And its light in the midst of this gully there was a battered trunk of an elm that stood almost overturned with knotted and twisted roots some interlaced and twined like the snakes in the head of Medusa some pathetically projecting like the stumps of a maimed and crippled human form as I slipped and staggered among the roots and stumps I was suddenly stopped my foot was caught jammed in between the roots I supposed and I attempted to pull it away but I could not disentangle myself so I stooped down to get a nearer view a huge hand sickly white with knotted blue-black veins standing out on it was gripped about my ankle I looked closer and saw a long arm angular and rigid like the arm of a tarantula lying along the ground leading to the shoulder of a thick-set form whose features i could not clearly perceive but it was a man that held me in its strangest fashion a man who was not himself nearer the ground but was sitting bent and crouched on top of the weather-beaten stump of which i have already spoken his arm must have been at least twice his own height as it then stretched out and snatched me like a fly and then the arm began to draw me toward him the arm gradually disappearing into his shoulder as the tongue of an anteater is sucked back into its mouth I attempted to break the hold of this long bony arm that held me prisoner my efforts were in vain kicking beating and struggling I was dragged relentless over the uneven ground to the very base of the stump there I lay for a moment exhausted too surprised and shaken to know what I ought to do next I was cut and torn from the stones and the sharp branches over which I had been irresistibly pulled and I felt the blood beginning to trickle down my cheeks but I did not cry out or call for help I knew that would be useless nothing happened for a second or two the huge repulsive hand held me in its close grip and made no further move I wondered if some fierce bird of prey would sweep down through the trees from the opaque sky and begin to rip out my vitals or pick my skull something unimaginable was I felt about to happen nothing occurred for a second or two but presently a shape appeared A large, indistinguishable shape at first, creeping, slipping, and sliding painfully along the ground, through the underbrush. There was a noise of crackling and breaking as it came along, demolishing the understanding twigs and bushes in its way. It progressed like a sloth, its head close to the ground, parting as best it could, clumsily and awkwardly, the undergrowth in front of it the thing was large and round and when it drew near enough I saw that its nails were long and sharp like those of a bear and although its hands were calloused and gnarled they looked human over its face hung a thick curtain of tangled meshed hair its whole body was a mass of hair matted with leaves and mud as it came near the repugnant being lifted its head shaking back the hairy mane it had a small circular mouth and it puckered up its thick bright red lips it lifted its face toward me sniffing suspiciously with a nose so flat against its face from pushing along the ground that there was scarcely a sign of nostrils i gazed fascinated and looked for its eyes it had a slight trace of a forehead but eyes there were none I had been so terrified by this strange monster that I did not at first observe that still another being had approached me it was coming from behind the tree stump but I had seen enough to know that the unbelievable thing that crawled along the earth on its belly was or had been human the third being then came nearer it was tall and slender moving with gentle grace like a tall flower swaying in the wind, while the other two were of an odd hue, like the bark of a storm-stained tree. This was a pronounced green. The point that interested me most about this creature was its face. It was calm and dignified. I could see it clearly and definitely, although everything else was veiled by mist and damp, penetrating gloom. Her eyes were downcast and a smile lingered on her lips so faintly pink although her cheeks were pale and transparent as if they were molded of wax this was a real human being I thought she seemed to be unaware of me she came nearer with delicate steps the soft green draperies fluttering about her like mossy streams hanging from the branches of some southern forest but she did not seem to see us never once did she lift her eyes nor did that sweet smile vary nevertheless she made her way directly to me and then placed one long slender hand lightly on my arm without once looking up with the other hand she made a gesture as if to arrange her flowing hair or smooth her pale waxy cheeks then i saw her face begin to revolve like a door on its hinges her delicate beautiful hands opened her waxy face as one might the door of a clock within was a grinning skull with dark clotted fragments of ligaments and blood vessels stretched across it consciousness left me then for days i seemed to lay buried beneath the waves miles and miles below the water and from time to time, I was gently cradled as the vast masses of ocean bed imperceptibly rose and fell. Once I came to, and seeing nothing in the darkness, I pressed my fingers close to my eyes. They were warm and smelled salty. They were covered with sticky blood, whether my own or that of another, I could not tell. One morning, Months later, as soon as I found out, I awoke to find that the sun was streaming in through the half open window and the curtains were making fluttering patterns of light on the bedspread. Some people came in, and I tried to tell them exactly what I had witnessed and been through, but they only looked pained and disturbed. I was surprised to find the weather so very warm, and at last discovered that summer was well advanced into august one day a classmate of whom i was very fond came to see me and i told him what had happened he listened quietly and sympathetically to what i said but take it from me he commented they will keep you locked up here as long as you think and talk about that you and i know how strange and how evil those vile beings are that come abroad at intervals in the night But I advise you to do all you can to forget them and say nothing more about them to anybody I have kept his advice Few besides myself have ever heard me speak of it But I am just as sure tonight years afterward as I am of those books and bottles that what i saw and felt that night really exist the end of creatures of the night by a p mcmahon